And it is now time for the business news with Nicholas Poynton. Kia ora, Nicholas, and there's been a jump in worker confidence. Kia ora, Mani. Yes, a recovery in households' confidence in the labour market suggests the Reserve Bank has more work to do to stamp out inflation. The Westpac McDermott Miller Employment Confidence Index rose nearly seven points in the three months ended September to 115.2 after falling for the first time in two years last quarter. Respondents were increasingly bullish about their employment opportunities and job security, but expectations for wage growth is flat. Westpac's senior economist Satish Ranshod says there aren't many disinflationary signs in the survey. What we're really seeing is that the labour market is still in pretty solid shape. The RBNZ has actually been raising the cash rate for almost a year now and the economy is still running pretty hot. Against that backdrop, we think the Reserve Bank is going to continue raising rates over the remainder of this year and we're looking for another 50 basis point rise at next week's policy review. Satish Ranshod says younger people were the most optimistic about their prospects as they tended to change jobs more often. The warehouse's full-year profit has fallen after a squeeze on its margins, reduced sales and significant disruption caused by the pandemic. The, the company, which operates the warehouse's red sheds, Warehouse Stationery, Noel Leeming, Torpedo 7 and TheMarket.com, reported a net profit of just over $87 million in the year ended July, down 19% on the year earlier. Revenue fell 3.5% to $3.2 billion, while gross margins dropped a full percentage point to just over 36%. Chief Executive Nick Grayston says it's a strong result considering the challenges of the past year. Auckland stores were closed for a total of 84 days uh, in level four and level three lockdowns, uh, at least 21 days throughout the rest of New Zealand. And then we had uh, the traffic light system for another 73 um, days. So, you know, a lot of challenges, you know, the business is getting tougher uh, with the growth of inflation, a lot of disruption in shipping. So to have pulled out a result that, that strong, notwithstanding uh, all of those challenges, is a tribute to the incredible hard work of our people. Nick Grayston says the upcoming second quarter will determine the outlook for the current year, but the company is carrying more stock than usual to offset supply chain disruptions. He says the warehouse is looking to expand its grocery offering, but is still awaiting a wholesale supply deal with both or either of the large grocery chains. New Zealand King Salmon has deepened its interim loss as it faced increased fish deaths, a lower harvest and a fall in biomass at sea. Its loss for the six months ended July is $24.5 million, an increase from the $5.6 million loss a year ago. Revenue stayed flat as the company hiked prices, with the business also downsizing by cutting the number of staff, largely through attrition. The company's general manager of sales, Graham Tregidja, says the company is mitigating the effects of rising sea temperatures. One of the first things that we uh, we did is we, we made a change to our farming model and have now uh, the farms through the warmer summer months uh, in the cooler waters of the Tory Channel. Uh, so those are the farms that uh, are able to withstand uh, some more of that uh, temperature impact and uh, we believe that that model is going to give a safer and better option for the business. Uh, we have also made um, adjustments throughout uh, this year in terms of our pricing and uh, to all of our markets. Graham Dragudja says it's expecting a decision on its planned cooler Blue Endeavour Ocean Farm at the end of this calendar year. 
The company is expecting a full-year operating loss of between $8 million and $12 million. Young investors' reliance on social media for financial advice is raising questions about the quality of the information they're consuming. A survey by the price comparison website Finder found 44% of people aged under, the, under 25 get investment advice from social media. By comparison, just 3% of baby boomers, 9% of Generation Xs, and 25% of people from Generation Y consulted social media for investment tips. Finder's Investments Editor Kylie Purcell says while online resources can be helpful, investors need to be wary of so-called finfluencers. What you really need to be aware of is that a lot of the time these so-called finfluencers are actually selling a financial product or they're getting a kickback by promoting it. You know, I'm actually on TikTok myself. I don't have a lot of followers. But I've, I've even I've been approached by agencies asking me to promote certain stocks or cryptocurrencies in exchange for money. So, you know, if you see someone online telling you that this stock or this cryptocurrency is a good buy, always remember that it might not be impartial. And Kylie Purcell has some timely wisdom, which is there's no such thing as a get-rich-quick uh, get scheme, that is. Well, look at that. It's 25 minutes past 12, which means it's time to catch up with the latest on the markets. We're joined now by Kyle Edmonds from Jardin Securities. Good afternoon to you, Kyle. Afternoon. Why don't you start off with giving us a rundown with what's been happening on the local market? Our local market is up, up a touch, actually, up six points to 11,220 in percentage terms, that's uh, 0.05%. Major movers include the likes of PGG Wrightsons, which is up 6 cents to 4.46. Uh, Auckland Airport's up 4 to 7.47. Fletcher Building's up 3 cents to 5.01. And Sky City's up 3 cents to 2.75. Uh, bucking the trend of the likes of A2 Milk, which is down 8 cents to 6.02. Uh, Spark and Mercury both offer touchdown 5 cents, respectively, to 5.08 and $5.70. I guess it's probably worthwhile to skip the Australian market because of daylight saving. It hasn't opened yet. So let's move to the dollar. Plenty of interest in this at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, so we're, we're quite soft against our major trading partners. Uh, Kiwi's currently buying 0.5635 US dollars, uh, currently 0.8757 uh, Aussie, uh, 0.5249 of the pound, 0.5871 euro. 81.58 yen and 4.0477 uh, Chinese yuan. And Kyle, how, what's interest rates oil and gold looking like? Uh, certainly the TWI is 67.16, three-month bank bill is 3.84, Brent crude is currently 86.27 US dollars a barrel and gold is 1628.80 an ounce. Thank you for that, Kyle. That's Kyle Edmonds from Jardin Securities with our markets update. And in other business news, property research firm CoreLogic says gross mortgage lending flows remain soft in August, with low deposit finance hard to secure as banks take a cautious approach to low equity loans. Just 0.7% of investors got such a loan last month for existing properties and 4.1% of owner-occupiers. And finally, Property for Industry has sold a new Plymouth property regarded as surplus to requirements for $4.9 million, more than half a million dollars above its book value. The property has been bought by the current tenant. PFI says it also has a conditional deal to sell the adjacent property. Well, that's business for now. The team will be back with an update on the latest news and numbers at around half past five in Checkpoint. But back to you now, Marnie. Kia ora, Nicholas.